0: Hello and welcome to the Lyman Wolf Podcast. I am your host, Raceland, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Nate. What's going on, dude? Not much. Just playing some games. Playing some games. Well, we decided to do another movie review, and this was Nate's pick. And, Nate, tell us what we're reviewing today.
1: Alright, so we are reviewing... 2003's *Identities*, starring John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, John Hawkes, Alfred Molina, uh, and several others.
0: Yeah, first thing I want to mention about the movie is uh, I had no idea that's Alfred Molina until like halfway through the movie, and I was like, "Whoa, isn't that Doctor Octopus from Spider-Man 2?" Because I've never seen him in any other role besides Doctor Octopus.
1: Yeah, uh, he's been in several things, but yeah, that he is him with hair.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, Doc Ock has hair. That is super weird. <laughs> Fun is a lot of his roles do have hair.
1: Even Doc Ock in like, the original Spider-Man movies.
0: Yeah, uh, it was like really short hair, though. Yeah. But uh, why did you pick this movie? What made you want to review this movie?
1: I just noticed it was on Hulu and hadn't seen it in a while and I was like, you know what? I'm going to expand Raceland's horizons with this. Let's make this the pick.
0: Yeah, this is my first time seeing this movie. I've never seen this before.
1: Mm -hmm. And it is probably my fourth time watching it.
0: Fourth time? That's crazy. that's the problem with these types of movies. It's like one of the one like mystery movies of like who's doing what or who done it kind of movies. Yeah. Once you know the outcome I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of hard to rewatch.
1: So for me, like the first time watching it as a thriller mystery kind of thing, yeah, it was exciting. Now I watch it because I really like the premise of the movie. Okay. Uh, by the way, spoilers. I mean, for anybody listening,
0: it's a review podcast for a movie that came out over twenty years ago.
1: Still. Still spoilers. I feel case. like
0: people would know this is a spoiler podcast if they're seeing this uh, title.
1: Yeah, just in case. I know. In case you are not aware, audience.
0: Pause the, the podcast. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, pause the podcast, go watch the movie. It's on Hulu, and then come it's on back.
1: Like, it's only like 90 minutes. Yeah. a very long movie.
0: That was really nice, by the way, not having like a two and a half hour movie to watch or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's definitely... It does what it needs to do in the time it's given. Yep. Uh, so this movie is about a group of people meeting at a hotel, and they start getting picked off one by one, and they gotta figure out who's doing it.
0: Yep, it's a classic who done it. Yes. It's like, uh, the, I made, when I started the movie, it made me think of the movie Clue. Like, they're all trapped inside of a hotel together. Who's the real killer? And Clue's a good one.
1: Yeah. That's another ma- one we should do. <laughs> the major difference, though, is uh, Clue is a comedy. This is definitely not.
0: Oh, what? It's not funny?
1: Uh, no. I, <laughs> I don't think there's even a funny scene in this movie.
0: <laughs> no, it's all, like, emo- like super emotional stressful thriller
1: uh definitely pretty much all intensity and suspense
0: at all Um, times
1: there is like yes it's a murder mystery but also the style of the murder mystery is one of the reasons i like it yeah because as you watch the film you learn that all of these people have something in common yep they're They're all the personalities of one man.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Nate, they kind of really did a bad job with the trailer because I watched the trailer to see what the hell this movie was when you suggested it for the podcast. And in the trailer, they're like, wait, your birthday's the same day as mine? We all had the same birthdays? They said that in the trailer, and I'm like, Okay, so it's not going to be just a normal murder mystery. Yeah. Like, they, I uh, feel like they kind of spoiled the movie in the trailer. You know what I mean?
1: To be fair, I've never seen the trailer for this movie. Uh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, so something is connecting all of them. And I don't think it's going to be a supernatural type of movie, so it's got to be a psychological type of movie. And I figured that out in the trailer, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it does say that in the trailer, it probably is meant to do that thing. Okay. It's it's not meant to be that big of a surprise, especially considering the opening of the movie is about the character Malcolm Rivers, who has all of these different personalities in his head.
0: I mean, do they make it prevalent? Like, the the opening scene is just him talking about a patient. Do they ever say his name is Malcolm Rivers? It shows
1: on the paper that he's writing on.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think I noticed that, because when I originally saw the opening scene, I figured he was talking about John Cusack.
1: Yeah, it's... well, technically he was. I um, know, I know. So... We'll get in into the thoughts o- in a little bit. Yeah, in the opening scene, it shows Alfred Molina's character, Dr. Malick, uh, writing and going over this patient's notes and all these things. Uh, in those notes it does say Malcolm Rivers is the patient and like he, it shows him connecting him to all of these different personalities. They don't write the names of the personalities in the circles. It's looks like he's using shorthand. Uh, so it's not like super obvious unless I guess, you know, shorthand. Yeah. Cause uh,
0: like I said, I didn't even see the picture. I didn't notice that there was a picture of, of rivers. I just assumed oh, they're talking about the main character
1: um so yeah in the very beginning it's telling you you are watching a movie about or a mental patient who has all these personalities in his head it just doesn't go it, it doesn't quite make it so obvious it's kind of like a foreshadowing kind of thing
0: i didn't figure out that it was all in his head until about halfway through the movie
1: yeah uh when what was the what was the moment like the scene that we were like oh okay this is all in his head
0: Oh, 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 we'll get down to we'll get to that as we go through the movie. Okay. Because I, I, I got stuff in my notes about parts of the movie.
1: All right, well, I've already seen this movie, so go ahead and tell me first what you thought about the movie.
0: All right, so first thing out of the gate, like I said, I didn't notice that it was supposed to be all in his head, and I just figured it was a like meeting in a hotel kind of thing. And there is so many character backgrounds all being slapped in front of you Really, really fast in the beginning of the movie, yes,
1: like one how one moment leads to another moment for another character, and all yeah, that. yeah.
0: And life. I was just like, like, dude, that is a lot of character backgrounds. I mean, they're very short and simple, but like they threw like eight of them all together within the first like ten minutes of the movie. Yes, and I don't it's know. Actually, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't a fan I, that they they, they just try to cram everything at once. So I actually am a big fan
1: of that because it's not like these stories uh, matter were... <laughs> actually that that's the whole thing they did matter that's the reason they were connected it wasn't like a whole bunch of backgrounds that were like completely separate from each other it is they introduce one character that character has something happen to them and then they introduce the other character and it shows how that character's actions affected the first character and so forth. It's a butterfly effect in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I liked about it is like all these little things that you wouldn't really like, oh okay, that happened, so what? But then they're like, Oh wait, that happened because this character did that. And that's how that character is connected. Yeah. I just like that as their way of introducing characters instead of just throwing random characters in and being like, Oh, now this character's here.
0: I can see that. I understand that part. I don't know, I just I feel like they should have at least gone a little deeper in their backgrounds, but like I said, it was a ninety minute movie. They didn't, exactly. really have, time. Like, they didn't have time for that.
1: Yeah, if they if they had done that, this probably would have been a two hour or something movie. Yeah. Because there are a lot of characters that are pretty prevalent in the movie.
0: Yeah, so the movie continues on with everybody meeting together cuz the whole place is flooded. The whole the whole, I guess that town, I guess just area that's yeah, completely it's a, flooded. This one up.
1: hotel in the middle of nowhere. Right. Has a moat of water surrounding it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I do think it's funny how John Cusack's character was like, "I got to get to the hospital." And he sees the giant moat of water. Does he think he's just going to ramp it or what's his plan there?
1: Uh, he probably thought maybe he could Ford it like if you go Slow enough keep your wheels Grounded you might be Able to get across
0: Dude that car was like literally wheels Off the ground in the moat like What well, was again, he thinking
1: <laughs> He may not have realized how deep it was Either
0: I know but still
1: I mean it people Do get stuck in water racing
0: uh, I'm aware
1: yeah Uh. So yeah I, I can under, especially in a panicky situation, because he is, like, someone's life is on the line at this point. Uh, not only that, but he is the cause of said
0: problem. Yeah, he, he kind of hit somebody.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can understand him, like, kind of ignoring common sense and just trying to get it just pushed through.
0: Right. Okay. So... Kind of walk us through the next steps of the movie, Nate, since you've seen this so many times.
1: All right, so after he goes to the mode, he meets another woman, uh, that woman, who is actually the cause of... All right, so we actually skipped a couple of things. When the movie starts out, we are introduced to John C. McGinley's character, George York, and his wife, Alice, and their son, Timmy. Uh, they're on their way. I don't think they ever exactly say where they're on their way to. They're just on the road. Um, and they get a flat tire. The flat tire is caused by a metal heeled shoe. Uh, high heel shoe. And like, first off, George seems very, uh, like a kind of a very nervous person and has very set things in his mind in order to get things done.
0: The complete opposite of Dr. Cox from Scrubs.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh and that that's actually one of the reasons why I watch when I like first watched this movie, I had just finished watching Scrubs. And I was like, Wait, Dr. Cox is in a movie with John Cusack? hell yeah, I'm going to watch this. And then I was like, oh, this is actually a really good movie. Um, And then you
0: saw what happened to Dr. Cox's character.
1: Yeah, that was sad. Um, (laughs) So while George is changing the tire, his wife Alice is uh, standing over him. It's raining, so she's holding an umbrella to kind of try to help him, even though I really don't think it's helping. Uh, While they're doing that, we're introduced to then John Cusack's character, Ed, who is a chauffeur to Rebecca de Mornay's character, Caroline Suzanne, uh, who is a, apparently a failed actress like, or not a failed act. I has been actress. Um, and because she's demanding him to like, look through her bags and stuff while he's driving, he's not paying attention to the road and ends up hitting Alice. Yep. Uh, and then, but does the right thing. Like doesn't do a hit and run. He's, Gets out, tries to help them and everything. Does everything he can to help her. Uh, And it's also when we start to, like, realize that Caroline Suzanne is really a... Yeah, just a a horrible (laughs) bitch. Yeah. Like, he's like, I need your phone. And she's like, don't stop. Keep going. And all this shit. Uh, Finally, they get to the hotel. This random-ass hotel. And get rooms and everything john cusack character then goes out to try to go to the hospital where he then meets paris amanda pete's character paris yep. is a hooker who is on her way to florida to try to buy a orange farm lime farm citrus farm uh and then we're also introduced to clea DuVall's character and william lee scott scott's character jenny and lou uh both of whom are apparently a newly married couple and a shotgun Lou, wedding. Yeah. Because Lou thought that Jenny was pregnant, she turns out to be not. And Lou's kind of an
0: asshole. Uh I mean she's I mean, the, the wife is also kind of a bitch, you know, for lying about the baby and stuff.
1: Oh no, I'm talking about in this situation. Uh, oh in that's the, what you situation. Yeah. Yeah. When Ed like stops, he's like, Hey, I need do you have a phone? Uh There's been an emergency. We need to contact someone. Lou's like, yo, who are you?
0: Like, I mean, I don't fault him for that. If I saw a crazy person coming at me, like, basically coming into my car, like, I need a phone. I need a phone. I'd be like, who the hell uh, are you? Get away from me. Ed wasn't like that until Lou
1: started doing that. Because at first, Ed just not, or they roll the window down. Ed goes to the window. He's like, hey, there's been an emergency. Do you have a phone? Someone's life is in danger. And Lou's like, who are you? Why should I give a crap about you? That's when Ed got in the car. He's like, look, I'm not going to take this. I need a phone if you have a phone.
0: Like I mean, the line of I don't why should I give a crap about you? I don't like that, but I kind of get where Lou's coming from. Like if I saw some person who was like frantically coming up to my door, I'd still okay. be a little wary. Alright. If you see a car
1: halfway in a flood and then someone comes to your car and asks you for a phone to call for an emergency vehicle. You're going to be like, who are you?
0: I mean, today's society, people steal no. stuff.
1: This is 2003. <laughs> and there's an emergency, Raiceland.
0: That You never know, man. He could be lying and setting it up.
1: There, okay. You have just caused someone their life. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, way to be Lou. <laughs> so because of Rayson and Lou. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Alice will eventually die. Um never trust them in emergency apparently.
0: Yep, so, that's me.
1: After that, Ed forces Lou and Jenny to take him back to the hotel because Lou's being a shithead. Uh and again, it's completely flooded. There is no way to get across. All of them go back to the hotel. They then meet Ray Liotta's character and uh Jake Busey's character. Rhodes who seems to be a cop transporting a prisoner Robert Maine. Uh Ray Liotta is Rhodes and Jake Busey is Robert Maine. Um uh, that that's kind of where things start to go downhill. Yeah. Very quickly. Uh one, once the first death happens it it's
0: it just snowballs.
1: Yeah, it's nonstop killing. So, oh, forgot to introduce Larry, the hotel manager.
0: Yeah, Larry Larry's an interesting character.
1: Larry makes no sense to me.
0: No. No he doesn't.
1: Uh, uh Yeah, no. I on one hand I can kind of understand his nervousness, but it's his own actions that fuck him up. Did, you ever, I guess did a... you
0: ever feel bad for Larry? No. No? No, not once? <laughs> not really. Like Even when we find out his backstory?
1: When we find out about his backstory, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Weird as hell. Right. Uh, are you gonna,
0: okay? I'm just going to stay here, guys. I don't, yeah, I don't mind.
1: <laughs> it just makes me feel like Larry needs just some kind of mental help or something because he just takes – and we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so after uh, we we're introduced to Rhodes and Robert, Caroline Suzanne gets a signal and like starts walking outside in the rain, wandering around trying to get a stronger signal, and is eventually killed. Uh, John Cusack finds her head in a dryer.
0: Okay, I have thoughts. My thoughts about this death kind of I mean, it's going to spoil the basically the end of the movie. I don't know if you want me to get into it now, but I I can I, mean, I can if you want.
1: We'll, we'll discuss the deaths after. We'll, okay. First we'll get through the story, then we'll discuss the deaths. Because I, I have, too, have some...
0: I have thoughts. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, So after Caroline dies, Ed finds her head in the dryer. Uh, Rhodes and Larry then discover Ed. And not once do they consider Ed to be the killer. Which, I will say, is very different than most.
0: Which one's that again?
1: Ed is John Cusack. Okay, he's the one who found Carolyn's head in the dryer.
0: Yeah. Why do they not immediately? It's like, what are you doing here?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like. Well, I, I, okay, I can kind of. Like, I personally would not immediately jump to Ed killing her because he's not covered in blood. Um, I wouldn't but
0: either, but I'm still like, what are you in doing movie- here?
1: In movies like this, they usually do. Uh,
0: but they didn't even question, why are you here? Why did you come in here and then find this?
1: Well, they were there for the same reason. They both had heard a weird noise coming from the thing, so they might have thought that he was there for the same reason. But again, it is very... Not normal in this type of movie because right. usually in murder mysteries, whoever finds the body is the first suspect of the kill.
0: Oh, it was you.
1: Yeah, uh, which is a, you, actually a complaint of mine because you know people if might come across a body, you can't just immediately be like, "Oh, that person's the killer." That's you gotta how it actually works. No, that's question. how it works. You
0: don't question. Yeah. You just they're de- They are the killer. Exactly.
1: They never question. This time they actually. They didn't even consider. They went the exact opposite <laughs> of it.
0: You so found the body? Even... Great job, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> they still didn't question it. They just were like, oh, he... okay. <laughs> like, what? Uh. So after Carolyn, uh, I believe it was Lou who died next?
0: Did um. You... Which one's Lou? Dude, I'm going to tell Lou you right is... now. I'm terrible with all these names. I don't know their names.
1: All right, so Lou is the one I compared to you.
0: Oh yeah, Lou's next. They so Lou and his brand new wife get into a fight about the fake baby, and the the wife locks herself into the bathroom, and it's like Lou, you gotta calm down, you gotta calm down. And all of a sudden, and this is another one of my gripes, like they still are st- under the assumption that it's like the killer that the the prison transfer is the killer, like yeah, th- Robert th- Man. Yeah, he, it's obviously him, right? That's the obvious choice that everybody Dave. thinks. But the wife hears the brand new husband say, what are you doing here? And all of a sudden, oh my god, help me! Ah! Why would he say, what are you doing here so casually, if it was the escaped convict? Yeah. Uh... that was. Uh, I noticed that and I go, well, it's not the convict. No one would be responding like that. Yeah. It's obviously one of the people that they quote-unquote trust.
1: Yes. Uh, my biggest gripe about that specific, like, scene is Jenny leaving the room in the first place, like, freaking out and going to get her luggage and everything to leave. She already knows there's nowhere to go. Uh... There's safety in numbers, and there's a killer loose. I'm
0: going to tell you right now, Nate, there, one of the biggest things I have a cripe about this movie is that fact that, um, what was I going to say? The, the fact that, that, um, crap, I just lost it, man.
1: That Lou died because he, he you no. saw a lot of yourself
0: in him. No, it's the fact that they they don't really think about things. Like, it, 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 the movie is kind of predictable, that's, that's one of the things in my notes. The movie's pretty predictable.
1: Alright, so did you predict who the killer was? Yes, I did. At what point?
0: I predicted it... Oh, do you want me to... I thought we were going through the movie. You want me to jump ahead?
1: Just, like, tell me what kill. The mom. The... Okay, the last death? No, no. By the killer? no.
0: The mom, as in the one who got hit by the car.
1: Yeah, that was the last death by the killer.
0: It wasn't the last death. Yes. No, it wasn't.
1: By the killer, it was.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: All right, who was the last death by the killer?
0: It was the the, the hooker.
1: That was the very end of the movie. Yeah. Instance. I'm talking about at the point of, like, but, there's obviously no other person that it could have been.
0: No, but... At that point, there was a ton of people alive. I'm not talking about when they find the body. I'm talking about when it happens, which is halfway through the movie. When it... Okay. I'm just going to jump ahead, Nate.
1: They found the body when it was dead. Like, when it happened, they found the body. Listen,
0: okay. There was... Do you want me to just go ahead and go through the movie? Are we jumping ahead?
1: Sure. Go ahead, because okay. I'm absolutely confused as to what you're even talking
0: about. Okay, so there's a scene in where they all are like, trapped in the room. They all say, the guy, the, the cop, fake cop, has the gun, and he's like, I'm going to shoot anybody who comes through here. If anybody tries to leave, blah, 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 no one's leaving this room. Yeah. A- and then the kid gets off the bed and, like, walks into the room with his mom. Yeah. And here's like, no, let him go, man. He wants to see his mom. Then he comes back. That's it. He doesn't say a word. And gets back on the bed. Then about twenty minutes later, they find her body. I was like, okay. No one else says. No one else went in that room besides him. That was literally half. That was halfway through the movie. That was the halfway point. So you,
1: you're basing that. I will. I will say that is a very interesting jump you made because because she was already dying.
0: But they found the key with the number on it in her hand that she dropped onto the ground because that's where they. That's how they went into the room. They heard a thump, and it was her dropping the keys after she died. And then they're like, you "How the
1: premise that the kid is not dropping the keys, Racem?"
0: But what are you talking about?
1: The keys are appearing as the identities are dying. It's not the kid leaving the keys.
0: Oh, well, I assumed it was the kid leaving the keys because he was the final personality. Yeah, no, it's... Well, that's how I jumped to it was the kid. Because the kid walked in there, they came back, she died, and then there was a key. I'm like, he was the only one who could have planted that key. Okay. Yeah, you That's how I jumped to that conclusion how, how did the kid put the key on the dad? I don't know, maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe That's... he had him put it on him beforehand. I don't I know. I love the fact
1: that you missed a detail and you ended up guessing correctly because you missed a detail. Ah. Uh. That is It's like stumbling a detective stumbling into the solution. It still worked. <laughs> Okay, so, all right, you you guessed correctly, uh, and that is the last death by the. Okay, I guess not at that point.
0: Yeah. If you if you figured it out at that point, that's why that's why I forgot. Kid does kill Jenny after that? Well, real quick in my notes, I do have something says here. I called it being John Cusack, like I knew when like in the very beginning of the movie. Dang. I knew John Cusack was involved with the murders somehow. I, at this point, I didn't know how. It was about, I, there was a specific scene that I figured out that he was involved with the murders somehow. Because he pulled out a little medicine bottle thing and like threw a couple pills in his mouth. And I forget who it was. Somebody was like, what are those? And he goes, oh, I have headaches and sometimes I got blackouts. I was like, blackouts? Huh. Blackouts during a movie about murders. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um <laughs> So do you know what those do you now know what those blackouts were?
0: Yeah, it's the personalities changing, right?
1: Yeah. All okay. right. Uh plus the reason he explained that though is that because he was a cop, yeah. or when he was a cop, shit went down really horribly and I that's get when that. He, he had
0: post-traumatic more. stress, but yeah. And the 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 setup of the movie. I'm like blackouts during murder scenes equal you're a suspect.
1: <laughs> all right, so you, for the majority of the movie, you thought he was possibly. I villain. did.
0: I legit did because I'm like because I knew it was involved with the the, the the multiple personalities and all that stuff. I knew that was a theme of the movie because they mentioned it with the in the beginning, and I was yeah. like okay. So John Cusack has blackouts, and people are dying, and a lot of the time John Cusack's not in the room when he di- when they die. Maybe he's the guy.
1: So here's the thing: I when I first watched this movie, I had two suspects from the almost the moment the character is introduced to the end of the movie. Rhodes Ray Liotta's character. Which one's that? The cop. The cop.
0: Yeah, the cop character. By the way. I was in the back of my mind had some suspicion because I'm like, why do they never show him going talking to the radio? They never show him talking to the radio. Yeah, they didn't. No, they didn't. Not, not after the first time,
1: but they the first time he did.
0: Oh, because they at the towards the end of the movie you find out that he's not a cop and the fact that his the entire radio that's yeah, all ripped out and stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, when he when Ed first talks to him and asks him to get on the radio, it shows him talking into the radio thing.
0: Then what uh, happened to the radio
1: at the end of the movie? It probably got sabotaged by the kid. Oh, or okay. or it may have wasn't working. Like, he didn't get a response. It just showed him talking into the speaker.
0: Nate, there, I will say there are plot holes in this movie. I'm not a fan. Oh,
1: of. yeah, definitely. But again, this is all a mental aspect. So all, like... By, at a certain point, bodies just disappear.
0: Yeah. So you said you had two suspects. You had the, the cop, and who was the other one? The kid. Yeah. Okay, so you but, called the kid, too. Yeah, the kid, I
1: from the moment they introduced the kid, because of my suspicion of children,
0: I'm like, <laughs> that kid. That kid's probably do killer. But like, well, now me. looking back, knowing that kid Ever. is the killer, you kind of make sense. Like, with the mom, the kid was like, Take a couple steps back, and then she got hit by a car. I was like, now looking back. I'm like, "Oh, you sneaky little shit."
1: Yeah, the kid. First off, I they never clarify, but like it, I always suspect that the kid was completely aware that he's a personality, and all of them are personalities because he seems to be able to predict what to do in the world that they are in in order to get people to die. Yep. Uh, he got both of his parents hit by a car.
0: One just um, splattered.
1: Yeah. Well, no, they both pretty much... Like, one got hit, and then the other one got pinned between a car and a dumpster. Uh. So, yeah, he... I feel like Timmy, fucking evil little Timmy, knew what to do in order to get them to kill. Plus... He seemed to have access to supernatural abilities.
0: Yeah, so that yep. goes to my gripe, one of my gripes of the movie is that without without knowing that there is quote unquote supernatural abilities, which they never state that there are. Yeah, it that's a hypothesis. Because how the hell does this little child rip a head off of a lady and throw it into a into a um oh, I figured sod
1: I figured he saw it off. Okay. Then
0: he put an entire bat down the entire throat of the bad, uh, the the criminal. The bad guy is tied up. Still, this child, this child, like, popsicle this villain all the way through his throat. No, he does not have the strength to do that.
1: Hmm. I mean, you don't have to have strength if you just apply your entire body weight on there. There's the a lot of about- there's
0: a lot of things that this quote unquote kid does to kill people that doesn't make sense.
1: Let's see. He uh, he stabs, or possibly stabs, and definitely beheads Caroline. Uh, he does stab Lou. Okay,
0: that one's uh, that one's believable. Kids can come, just come up and stab you no know, people. Yeah. Then uh, there's the sh- car explosion. A... How does that work? Did he b- rig a bomb up? How did he do that?
1: Well, you just have to use a lighter and light some cloth into a gas tank, buddy. Like, that's not really... Okay. That's just, okay. again, him realizing... Again, I've, this is where I'm like, he has to have known about the world because he could have just put cloth in the car beforehand when he's off screen... And then when they run to the car,
0: light it up. Had uh, to. Well, I mean, they kind of proved that he know that he's a personality at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, because of, yeah, I don't even know. If, I don't think Paris ever actually learned that she was a personality. No. I don't think the only, pers- the only
0: two people that learned the personalities is John Cusack and I'm pretty sure the kid.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which, man, Ed, Ed's a real one. He goes he as soon as he gets back, he does he's like, There's only three of us left. It is not Paris. It has to be Rhodes. I'm gonna take out Rhodes.
0: Ends so up not then, actually being Rhodes, but Rhodes is still a terrible person.
1: Yeah. First off, uh Malcolm Rivers has at least three killer personalities. Which is creepy. Uh Rhodes, Robert, and Timmy. What do you think Timmy uh,
0: represented?
1: Just I think Timmy was the original fractured child, the tortured child. Yeah, uh, that's
0: what I was thinking
1: from his notes because in his notes he talks about how there was this kid that witnessed all of these horrible things at a hotel. So that I believe is Timmy, but in like the fractured aspects are like Ed is his sense of justice. Paris is his sense of hope. Uh, Jenny and Lou are literal representations of, like, him having a situation that he has to lie to himself to get into and out of. Uh, Larry is creating this per- these personalities so that he can survive like Larry does. All these different things. Then um, so what does
0: the killer represent? Killer, the killer... The, the, the convict.
1: The convict is like the literal dark side. Because we all have a bit of a dark side to us. Then what about the Rhodes? Rhodes is the other aspect. The aspect that is the dark side that had learned to kind of hide itself in society.
0: Gotcha. Because we all, sense. again,
1: we all have kind of a dark side to us. Some of us aren't so good or good at hiding it, like Robert uh, obviously wasn't. And some of us are, like Rhodes was. Uh, I have no clue who Caroline would represent. Like, just the pure bitchiness of the character. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the two personalities that are trying to protect their, the child version of him, which are the parents. But apparently the child version was so just, like, so fucked up by what happened that Timmy just became evil himself. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh... Man, Timmy just was fucked. What a fun
0: character, man.
1: Yeah. And again, never trust children. Ever. That's
0: not true. I have two.
1: Yeah, and I don't trust them. Fuck you, Nate. It's okay. I won't I won't trust those kids ever. But it's not your fault. I just don't trust kids in general. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I like. What did you like the movie, or did you not like the movie? What would you rate this movie? Oh,
0: so we we are we getting towards the end? Are we already doing ratings and stuff? We we've we've pretty much talked everything about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything any other comments I have to say. Um,
1: We one thing we so we forgot to mention that Malcolm Rivers is being executed the very next day. And so his lawyer and the psychiatrist both, like, do their damnedest to get the, what was he, the judge, I guess? I'm not entirely sure if he was a, yeah, he was a judge. Judge Taylor. um, To get the judge to change his mind, like, put him in a mental hospital instead of executing him.
0: Now, i oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I was going to ask you a Personal like
1: what's re- my opinion on this? Topic? Yeah,
0: what is your like some real-world shit? We're gonna get into some real-world shit here That's if a fun. person is going has killed Multiple people which they stated that he killed like I don't remember how many but he killed multiple people and It's claimed under the insanity thing obviously he has multiple personalities So it's true, but he's claimed under the insanity thing and he's being yeah. put to death and the people are lawyers are trying to stop it because of the quote insanity claim. What's your thoughts on should he be tried to death or not?
1: Uh so I can actually easily answer this one. I don't believe in the death penalty. Okay. At all. Um <laughs> death is far too permanent and takes away the chance of possible redemption. Uh, Which so you,
0: you have hope for humanity. That that's I forgot about that.
1: Yes. Uh, now, admittedly, that hope is flawed, because I I can understand that there are people that are probably beyond redemption. Yep. But that's also, how I look at humanity. not. I cannot, with good f- conscience or faith, stay that I can judge someone on that.
0: Oh, I can. See, I cannot I'm tell in, fam- anybody I'm that in they favor. I'm in favor. I just might turn some people from me, but I am in favor of the death penalty because there are some people... I've heard so many stories about this guy or girl or whoever goes around He murders a bunch of people, horrible human being, and then they put him to the death penalty and then something like this happens where they're like, oh no, he, he he claimed insanity and then they're like judge is like, Okay, well well then he's insane and then a couple years later he gets released because he's quote unquote cured of his insanity. And what does he immediately do after he gets out of prison and the hospital and stuff? He goes and kills more people. You just so- killed more innocent people because they wanted to let him go. So
1: I'm curious, what stories you've heard? Like news articles and stuff. Because, like I, I would like to hear some names on that. I don't one. have I'll, names I'll,
0: off the top of my head.
1: I would like. I'm gonna do some studying on that because okay. that sounds like very basic, like conspiracy theory for the death penalty.
0: It's sure if that's what you want to believe. It's just a lot of. It seems like today's world. Crime doesn't really matter because it seems like people are just getting released over small little things. Like,
1: and um, there are also people on death row that have been proven not to have committed the crimes. That I they've know, done.
0: Nate. That's what I was about to say. Is that our justice system is extremely flawed? Yeah, I it's, that I don't like either side. Some that people is why get I'm released. Some people of- get released that don't need to be released, and they go out and do terrible things. And then there's some people that go in there for things they don't deserve. I I, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. It's either for or against. It's both bad.
1: And I would err on the caution of – err on the side of caution because if you cannot prove 100% that someone is guilty, they should not be on death penalty.
0: I, know, I guess it's, I'm more of a cynical person. I know that sounds terrible, but it is true. I see the world, that how bad it can be. And you're, you're the opposite. You're like, you see the hope in people. When I see, I see how
1: bad the world is, and I see the potential of it's better.
0: And see, I'm the opposite. It's like, I see these terrible things happen. And I'm like, wow, they are never going to change their ways. Yeah. yeah. I know. We're, we're both two I, sides of a coin, Nate.
1: <laughs> again, I would like to see the stories you've read. Nah, uh, we'll get into anyway. That some other time.
0: <laughs> Let's go back to what, the movie.
1: <laughs> what did you think about the movie?
0: Overall, it was an okay movie. I would give it, if I'm going to rate out of five, I think I'd give it a three. Okay.
1: That's uh, honestly I, a lot better than I thought you would.
0: I I said while I did enjoy the movie, hold on. Sorry, I thought I just <sighs> I had to sneeze. Sorry about that um while i did enjoy the the uh the mystery of trying to figure out who the killer was the movie itself was a little predictable like i said i i guess in my eyes it's predictable as being wrong but i still was right with me figuring out it's the kid knowing john cusack was involved it being multiple personalities it, it was just kind of predictable yeah but that Predictable always isn't bad. That's why I gave it a three, and a, like a 3 out of 5. Like, it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. Now, would I watch this movie again? Probably not. No. Uh,
1: I've watched it a couple of times simply because, like, I there was nothing else to do. Or I'm a big fan of John Cusack and John C. McGinley and Ray Liotta and Alfred Molina. Like, it, it has a cast that I really enjoy and I thought did a great job in the film.
0: You know what? I'm not going to lie. I don't think I off the top of my head without doing research i don't think i've seen john Cusack in any other movie i don't know if i've ever seen another john Cusack movie
1: dude he does a shit ton of rom-coms uh one of my favorite ones is gross point blank you've never seen gross point blank i don't even know what that is uh it's a movie about an assassin who goes to his high school reunion
0: don't nope never heard of it man Again, I don't think I've seen that many John Cusack movies. Like when they when he showed up, I go, I think I recognize that guy. He's always kind of
1: like the oddball kind of hero.
0: Yeah, like in a lot of his films, I sort of recognized John Cusack when I saw him on the screen.
1: Uh, we did have uh, like the oh, what was it? It was a. There was an apocalyptic movie he did back... It was like 2000-something. Our uh, co-worker John mentioned it. 20, uh, 2012. He... Was that him? Yeah.
0: Okay, I've seen that. The 2012 yeah. movie about the apocalypse? Yes. I have seen that movie. I like that movie.
1: That's what I was like. I know... I'm pretty sure you've at least seen that one because when John was talking
0: about it at work, you, you were talking like you had seen it. I do. I do like that movie. I... Sorry, Nate. I think 2012 is better than this for a John Cusack movie.
1: I... I agree, only because John Cusack actually has more to do in that movie. In this one, he pretty much just walks around a hotel and kind of looks up... Clues. Who's the killer?
0: Who's there? Where are you at?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say one of the things I liked is he kept getting on to Ray Liotta's character. Uh because is that the is that kept, the cop guy? Yeah. Like he kept getting on to him for not doing cop things. Uh and he's like, "What are you doing?" Like what what? Uh because for example, the very first uh death, Caroline. They when they open it up and Rhodes looks into the dryer, sees that there's something in the dryer besides the head. Uh he starts to reach for it and ed's like what are you doing well there's something in there and ed goes and grabs something he's like use this don't leave fingerprint like like we might be what are you doing (laughs) yeah he's like use something that hides your own fingerprints because you we may need this as evidence and they're like what are you a cop and he's like uh former yes Uh, but still, like, a bunch of little things like that just kept cracking me up because that should have just fired so many alarms for Ed. Like, why Again, is this cop not doing shit?
0: This movie has a lot of plot holes, Nate.
1: Yeah. It's oddly the details that they give it that create the, some of the plot holes. But, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I personally, I'd probably give it a 3.5 out of 10, or a 3 out of, Half out of five. I thought you'd be Uh, getting like a four. No, because again, I like oh, so spoilers for this one again.
0: With I like movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I like movies with happy endings. This fucking did not. What yeah, no, this did not have a happy ending at all. It it made me think it was gonna have a happy ending. But it's like, no fuck you, Nate here's the real ending
0: the child
1: yeah well like at that point i'm like okay so it wasn't the kid the kid is dead uh so i guess it is rhodes and then rhodes dies i'm like okay all the bad guys are dead i mean it sucks ed dies too but he sacrificed himself for paris that's cool paris goes off gets her little citrus no uh apparently hookers don't get redemptions according to timmy and you know st-
0: i think he said hookers don't get a second chance or something like that
1: yeah hookers don't deserve a second chance yeah uh and yeah so timmy kills paris and uh, malcolm rivers kills alfred, Molina. alfred yeah alfred molina's character uh, and
0: then finn <laughs> yeah
1: so then yeah we uh do not get a happy ending in this so that is why it's not a four for me it's a three and a half uh, Cause I do, I did like the thriller. I did like the mystery. I love the psycho- the psychological aspect of it.
0: It's alright.
1: Those are some of my favorite styles of movies when you Not explore me. the mind and shit.
0: Nah.
1: Um. But yeah, I, I liked it. Did we you? Did-, uh, did you watch this with your wife? No. Dang, I was gonna ask what she
0: thought of it. No, she went to bed. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So we did have a couple comments. We had one on Discord from our buddy Ty who said, Oh sick, I've never seen it. I'll try to watch it and write something up for you. I guess he didn't get a chance to because we didn't get any response back. But that's okay.
1: He'll probably tell us privately.
0: Right. And then we did have a comment on our Facebook page and it said from our friend Jackie, Good movie. I rarely hear anything about this movie. So I guess she's a big fan like you are, Nate.
1: Yes, I, I agree, Jackie. It's a good movie, and I didn't really hear a lot about it when it came out, either.
0: I didn't even know it existed until you told me to watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, I probably watched
1: it the first time in, like, 2009, 2010. Uh, and, yeah, because I was... Yeah, it had to be been 2010, because I was
0: a senior in high school. So, yeah. Well, all right. Well, I... For all you listeners out there on whatever platform you're listening on, if you enjoy us doing movie reviews, we'll try to do them more often. If you if you guys comment below it, some type of movie you want us to watch or maybe some ideas, maybe we'll get to it eventually. What do you think, Nate? You, you like more movie reviews or whatever?
1: Uh, Yeah. Definitely enjoy watching new movies and whatnot.
0: So yeah, comment below anything you want us to watch or talk about, or just in general, like Any type of topic you want, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the socials, Discord. Um, Anything else you got to say, Nate? Nope, that's about it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Again, check out the socials if you want to keep up, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. See you later.